Spiritus contra spiritum literally translates to spirit against spirit. Loosely translated, it refers to a spiritual experience to counter addiction to the spirits, alcoholism. Spiritus in Latin means both alcoholic beverages, spirits, and the highest religious experience. In relating this simple phrase, Young confirmed for Bill W. that the AA program aimed at spiritual development and a spiritual awakening as treatment for alcoholism was the correct direction. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. Today, I want to talk about spirituality and addiction, um, the origins of Alcoholic Anonymous, and also a psychoanalyst that we all may know by the famous Dr. Carl Jung. Um, For me, what stood out in Alcoholic Anonymous was... One, the efficacy of the 12 steps. That always struck me as a beautiful roadmap of redemption and transformation. But also the fact that God was within the mix of it all and a sense of heightened spirituality as a means of transformation. And most importantly, the vital spiritual experience. You may hear me talk about that a lot. Um... I had I owe my recovery um, on my spirituality, my connection with God, making a connection with God, and giving my life over to God because I just was in a bad way, right? And what really hit me was I came to this understanding on my own. So by the time I went to detox and rehab, then eventually went to AA. I read a book called Came to Believe, where it was all of these people who came to believe in God um, and spirituality by way of their sobriety. And um, it was just a compelling story how um, addiction could bring people closer to God and how God is that mechanism or medium between their transformation and recovery. So this got me thinking, I just wanted to kind of go back to figure out the origins Um, of this vital spiritual experience and the aspect of spirituality in relationship to the 12 steps and God. And um, that brings me to the origin of Alcoholic Anonymous, Dr. Carl Jung, and a person that is famously known in the big book as Roland H., as we know him as Roland Hazard who was believed to have been affected by his meeting with Dr. Carl Jung. So I'm going to read a passage from friendsofbillandbob.org. 
okay? And um, we're going to look into Roland Hazard III um, and his visit with the Swiss psychoanalyst Carl Jung. And then um, we're going to look at a clip on Carl Jung's psychology of addiction and why he feels like, um, you know, in order for a a human being to find absolute recovery, they have to have some vital spiritual experience or um, godly or spiritual transformation. So I found this very interesting. It hits home for me. I'm a spiritual guy. I also respect, I want to say this as a disclaimer, I respect the secular aspects of the 12 steps. I respect people who want to take all of the transformational qualities of recovery and leave out the God part. I understand that some people may be real sensitive to the religious aspect of it, the spiritual aspect of it, and the God aspect of it. So as humans, we have to respect each other. So my thing is, and I will say this as a disclaimer, you can find your recovery in hundreds of different ways, right? My particular way was through just knowing that I hit this real dark wall and finding like, I wouldn't say evil there, but more or less darkness there, um, a form of like really dark energy that will lead me to either death or um, mental illness. And that scared the living daylights out of me. And that brought me closer to God because at that point I had nowhere else to go. And I kind of defaulted back to my primary programming, which was I understood intrinsically that I am a spiritual being having a human experience versus a human being having a spiritual experience, if that makes any sense. So I identify myself as a child of God. Initially, I identify myself as a son of creation and I identify myself as a being that is eternal in the spirit and, you know, temporary in the body. So although I was going off the deep end of my addiction, when I felt like death may be imminent, I reached out to a higher power and somehow that got me through it that's why they call it miracles because we don't necessarily know how these things work but for some of us we get lucky and sometimes spirituality is revealed to us in such a unique way where it creates transformation so here we go ladies and gentlemen The origins of Alcoholic Anonymous can be traced to the Oxford Group, a religious movement popular in the United States and Europe in the early 20th century. Members of the Oxford Group practice a formula of self-improvement by performing self-inventory, admitting wrongs, making amends, using prayer and meditation, and carrying the messages to others. The Oxford Group was a non-secular organization and promoted religious and spiritual ideals amongst its members. Founded by an American Christian missionary, Frank Butchman, who promoted the idea of surrendering, surrendering one's life over to God's plan. This idea is central in the 12-step program adopted by Alcoholic Anonymous. In 1932, a prominent Rhode Island Rhode Islander Roland H. visited the noted Swiss psychoanalyst Carl Jung for help with his alcoholism. Jung determined that Roland's case was medically hopeless 
and that he could only find relief through a vital spiritual experience. Young directed him to the Oxford group. Roland eventually stopped drinking alcohol after reading the book For For Sinners, only by A.J. Russell. This book tells of the Oxford group movement and its human founder, Dr. F.N.D. Butchman. Roland Hazard, The Beginnings of A.A. Carl Jung, I am strongly convinced that the evil principle prevailing in this world leads to the unrecognized spiritual need into perdition if it is not counteracted either by real religious insight or by the protective wall of human community. An ordinary man not protected by an action from above and isolated in society cannot resist the power of evil, which is called very aptly the devil. But the use of such words arouses many mistakes that one can only keep aloof from them as much as possible. Carl Jung. So ladies and gentlemen, here, this is a brief um, excerpt of the whole encounter between Young and Roland H. And again, I want to say this for all of the... um, the different groups out there there's a lot of conflicting information did Roland H really meet with Carl Young was he was this really the origin of AA did the Oxford group really have his hand in there there's a lady called Abby Thatcher who was um, Bill W sponsor so there was a lot of conflicts here people weren't sure if Roland H um, remained sober if he truly found his sobriety through his vital spiritual experience I don't care about any of that, right? I don't care about that. What 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 really intrigued me was that Dr. Carl Jung, who we all know famously for all of his work, um, again, here's a noted um, psychoanalyst, psychiatrist, historical legend, who definitely co-signed the fact that when it comes to things that supersede our human control, we need to seek a higher power. So this, again, one of those rare cases where science meets spirituality. And I thought that was fascinating. And then the evidence of Alcoholic Anonymous success as far as um, people in recovery and the hundreds of millions of cases of where people found um, their recovery via um, the community of a vital spiritual experience intrigued me. So ladies and gentlemen, this is just some real good background information for us and stuff that we could put into our Sober's Dope Tool Belt. And the reason why I'm doing this short little nugget for you guys is because, hey, some of us may have found our recovery, but really may not have made a critical connection with God and spirituality. And it's not too late because that could be the difference between you stay remaining um, in recovery or potentially relapsing later on. So don't discount God. Also, don't discount recovery. I mean, spirituality. Right. And we could find God in hundreds of different ways. Some people may find him in silence. Some people may find him in service. Some people may find God through prayer, through meditation, through acts of kindness, through repentance, through sobriety. So I thought this was really creative. And we do in these days and times where the world seems at moments to be extremely sad, extremely dark, extremely uncertain. 
we do need a, a sense of spirituality and it's cool to think of a potential higher power that could be there for us in our times of need ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna cut to a clip which explains a little bit more about Roland H's relationship with Carl Jung and that initial encounter. And it has some real good, cool, psycho, um, analytical background information via Carl Jung that will shed more light on addiction, recovery, and spirituality. I hope you guys enjoy it. God bless you, and I'll catch you on the other side. The patients who came to consult Jung at his house in Kusnacht varied widely, from American heiresses and the German writer Hermann Hesse to the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. Dr. Jeffrey Satinover. Basically, the motive for starting Alcoholics Anonymous came out of a patient of Jung's experience. And Jung's communicating to that patient the idea that essentially he was not going to ever successfully get over his alcoholism if he did not find God. The official history of Alcoholics Anonymous traces the group's origins to Jung's diagnosis of the incurable alcoholic known only as Roland H. His craving for alcohol was the equivalent on a low level of the spiritual thirst of our being for wholeness, expressed in medieval language, the union with God. What people seek in addictive experience is something which in and of itself is normal. That, that is to say, the craving is normal. The craving for certain kinds of elation, for a certain sense of specialness, for heroism, for cessation of pain, and underlying all of those really, ultimately and, and most powerful, is the uh, seeking of a sense of meaningfulness. Dr. Jeffrey Satinover has established a clinic specializing in senility and Alzheimer's disease and addiction to drugs and alcohol. You've seen some of the early signs of it already. The therapy goes beyond the alcoholic or senile patient to include other family members. What we hope an individual will gain from the psychotherapeutic dimension of substance abuse treatment is a way of finding meaning in their lives again because as Jung correctly recognized, ultimately the, the key motivating factor in the beginning of an addiction is the seeking of spirit. When Roland H. first arrived in his consulting room, Jung told him that unless he could find a way to a religious or spiritual experience, his addiction was incurable. You see, alcohol in Latin is spiritus. And you use the same word for the highest religious experience as well as for the most depraving poison. The helpful formula, therefore, is spiritus contra spiritum. Dionysus uh, was not the god of drunkenness. He was the god of ecstatic vision. He was a god of wine, but that was the wine of religion, not the wine of drunkenness. For Robert Johnson, the Greek god Dionysus offers an insight into the modern epidemic of alcoholism. Johnson draws on mythology for fables of psychological reality. His latest book considers the gods of antiquity and our universal need for emotional highs or ecstasy. It is basic and if we don't get our ecstasy, which is an archetypal quality, in a legitimate way, we will get it in an illegitimate way which accounts for much of the chaos of this culture now. We have to have an ecstatic dimension of our life. 
In all ancient cultures, the heights of the mountains and the heavens have been identified as the place of the gods. Moses received the Ten Commandments from his god on the mountaintop. The Greek gods dwelt on Mount Olympus. The Pueblo Indians lived close to their father's son on the 6,000-foot-high plateau of New Mexico. The metaphor of height applied to a mental state is, is universal. And when an individual seeks the experience of getting high, the implication is that they chronically, or as a matter of course, do not feel high. But the modern age has conquered all the heights and even invaded the heavens. Jung was dismayed. The gods have become diseases. Zeus no longer rules Olympus, but rather the solar plexus, and produces curious specimens for the doctor's consulting room, or disorders the brains of politicians and journalists, who unwittingly let loose psychic epidemics on the world. That's a quote from Dr. Jung. He said, when we dismantled Olympus, we turned the gods into symptoms. If there's not, this is only a restatement of a moment ago, if we don't get a particular archetypal quality legitimately, it will, so to speak, pop up somewhere in its symptomatic, that is, its compulsive form. 